0: As we draw nearer to the return of Jesus and the coming of the great tribulation from God, which judges both the world and the churches, we see a basic lack of integrity eating away at both the world and the churches, where in the churches the word of God is changed or eliminated or omitted because it presents a set of rules which would not be popular for example 1st Corinthians chapter 7 Paul said this is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church for the women in the New Testament church let not the wife depart from her husband but and if she depart let her remain unmarried or return to her husband if she goes out as a divorced woman and remarries jesus says it's adultery first corinthians 7 says that she is bound by the law of God to her husband so long as he liveth. But if he be dead, she is free from the law of God on that subject. She can remarry, but only in the Lord, if her husband is dead. But if she goes out as a divorced woman and remarries, she commits adultery. Mark chapter 10, Jesus says that. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, Jesus says that. These things I have never heard spoken in any church group, except as a young child. I would attend church with my aunt, and they still taught at the Church of Christ, where my aunt attended. They still taught that if the woman divorced her husband and remarried, she would commit adultery. But as far as I know, that's vanished today. That's the Antichrist coming into the churches, the end-time Antichrist, teaching the opposite from God. And today, in so many churches, they teach you everything's under the blood of Christ, so to Everything you do is forgiven. They completely discard Hebrews ten twenty six. If you sin willfully, after the knowledge of the truth, there's no more sacrifice for your sins. You crucify Jesus afresh if you do that. Hebrews 6 even says it is impossible to restore you if you turn away from the doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of Christ is presented for each of us in the New Testament Bible. The rules of God. The law of God. It's not the law of Moses. That's different. That was Old Testament, the law of Moses. And that was the way to God through sacrifice of animals set up by God for the Old Testament. but With the coming of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, a new way, the new covenant was established by God for us today. We are saved by faith through the blood of Christ. But we have rules for the church today which are being eliminated by a vast majority of churches as they change the scriptures to please man, to approve man, rather than to save men by the law of God. God once said to me, the people of the world want freedom to sin. They are looking for Approval in their sins. But the people of God want freedom from sin, which comes by the word of God to us today. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 11 through 13. Now all these things happened to them in the Old Testament for examples for us. And they are written for our admonition, warning, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. All of these things that they are telling today, the doctrines they've set up today, which tells you you can do anything, God forgives you, you're under the blood of Christ. While Hebrews 10, 26 says, if we sin willfully, there's no more sacrifice for our sin. Willfully, after we have received the knowledge of God. If we go back to our sins and other sins willfully, after we have received the knowledge of God, That doctrine of today's churches where they're teaching you that you can do whatever you want to do today. God forgives you and loves you and wants you to be happy. That is a false doctrine and leads to damnation. Go by the doctrine of the New Testament Bible. And I find so much today to be lack of integrity. Here we had a sitting president lead a rebellion on January 6th against the U.S. government and the ways of the government trying to overthrow the government. Now, I'm not Republican and I'm not Democrat. I'm nothing when it comes to politics. But even I could see that was an attack on the way of democracy. And nothing's been done. And we have a congressman who lied about almost everything. And they have indicted him, but I think he's still sitting as a congressman voting. The lack of integrity has eaten away in the churches and in the world. How will you survive? Well, one way I'm surviving is rereading the Old Testament. Because it shows the power of God, what God really thinks about a subject, truth, strength. I rejoice in all of these examples in the Old Testament. I get, shall I say, sky high after I read about Jacob and Isaac and Abraham because their way shows God and the God that is the real God is really shown by the examples in the Old Testament so if you want to develop strength in the midst of all this wickedness reread the Old Testament I have been doing that for about two or three weeks, and I've posted quite a bit of it on our blog and am beginning to give examples on these podcasts of Old Testament, because how can you not feel joy when the Christians went out? How can you not feel joy when the people of God overcome through God? And I'm telling you that I don't think many Christians overcome through God. I think their example is overcoming through doctors and through men and through courts and through governments and things like that without even turning to God in prayer, asking him the way to go in the midst of the problem. I think it's going to be a mess in the day of judgment. Paul warns, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it 1 Corinthians 10:13 here is example of faith real faith abraham god told abraham what to do and abraham simply did what god said that's faith First, you hear the Word of God, and then after you hear the Word of God, you do it. Some people hesitate after they hear from God and let the devil come along and twist the Word of God and change it or even eliminate it. That is not what we do as Christians. What we do is the pattern set by Abraham. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. He heard what God said and he did it. Another thing Abraham shows us is doing it immediately that same day that he hears from God. He shows us in the example of circumcision when God made a covenant with Abraham for circumcision and explained it to Abraham. It says, that self-same day, Abraham took his men and circumcised them. Now, circumcision now in the New Testament church is replaced by faith in the blood of Jesus for salvation we learn that by reading acts 15 paul even says that if you be circumcised you make the faith in jesus void because it changed the old testament they did the circumcision it showed they were of god it was circumcision of the flesh but in the new testament by the spirit Our faith is in Jesus Christ. So Paul says if you do circumcision, now in the New Testament you deny the blood of Christ. You can read Acts 15 about that and read the first three chapters of Galatians to settle your mind on this subject. The Apostle John tells us that Antichrist is working in the churches even from the time of John. There were many Antichrists, he said, in the churches. That's First uh, John chapter 2, verse 18. These Antichrists, when they couldn't get their way in churches that were led by the Apostle John, They left those churches and set up denominations and changed the doctrine to suit themselves. They follow some of the doctrine, but not all of it, such as Matthew 5.32, where Jesus says, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Is that really what your church teaches? Or have they put that scripture aside and said God loves you and forgives you and wants you to be happy, of course you can remarry. You might want to read Matthew 5.32 if that's your doctrine and you might also want to read Mark 10. Jesus strongly addresses the subject of divorce and remarriage in Mark 10. He first points out that God set marriage up where the husband and wife would be one flesh. And Paul told us exactly how you become one flesh with that person. Let's read what Paul wrote about this. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Start at verse 15. Paul says, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot, a prostitute? God forbid. What know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. The two become one flesh. How do you separate one flesh? after you've had sexual intercourse with the person, whether you're married to the person or not married to the person. You become one flesh, says Paul. All scripture is inspired by God. This is what should be taught to every young person. Instead of having them sign a vow that they won't have sex before marriage, they should be taught This scripture in 1 Corinthians 6 where Paul said they become one flesh with that person at the time of sexual intercourse. How do you divide yourself from one flesh? Recently, a divorced woman who is in our church group, her first husband died. I've never asked her this. I know she had to feel attached to that first husband because she was still one flesh with him and one flesh with the second husband. How divided does that make you? How fragmented? I wanted very much to ask her, when your first husband died, did you feel any form of release? Because... What Paul says is that you're still one flesh with him. You don't separate one flesh with a divorce from the U.S. courts. How would you get rid of your flesh? How would you get rid of one being one flesh with that person? It would have to come through death of the person. Now, have you... Heard that taught at your church? Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the member of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What know ye not that he that is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. Flee fornication. For every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Thank you for allowing me to share that with you today.